free to worship. Feel free to lay down. It, it's just we're expecting a mighty move of God tonight. We've been praying for miracles. We've been praying for salvations. We've, we've just been praying God would have his way. That's, that's our only desire. And however way he shows up is perfectly fine with us. <laughs> we just are glad he is here. Amen. And uh, I, I kind of jokingly but seriously say it as well a lot of times that I am just so excited that God took out of his busy schedule to show up. <laughs> you know, even though I know he's everywhere all the time, but it's just kind of my, my way in my mind of just letting him know that I am thankful. I'm thankful that you're here. And so tonight we're going to have some worship. We're going to have ministry there. They're over there praying right now. Um, my, my live team, my, my ministry team is trying to keep me on time. And so they were just like, Pastor, you got to start at 6 o'clock. But we have an online service, uh, online community as well, so I want to be respectful to them to make sure when I tell them we start at 6 o'clock, it's, we'll be on in 5. No, I try to start on time. They, they, they kick me around when I get out. But, uh, so, but anyway, so we're going to have a good time. Uh, if you also notice, we don't have a clock in this room. Um, yep, when God's done, we go home. And uh, it's just the way it is. We don't, we don't get in the way of any of that. Even on Sunday mornings, we do the same thing. So we're going to have a good time. And uh, along the way somewhere tonight, we will receive an offering for, for, for Paul, uh, Pastor Paul. And uh, we're going to do that up here. But uh, we're going to get to that later on probably. If you got it, whatever, we'll do it afterward. But uh, you can do it online. You can do all that kind of stuff. We will be back again tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, one of the things, if you again, if you're visiting with us and you come back tomorrow morning, you'll notice there won't be a whole lot of difference between the uh, service. Uh, we're still just as crazy on Sunday morning as we are today because uh, we believe in Revival Sunday. Every Sunday is a revival because I don't know about you, Saturday, Friday, Thursday was hard. And so we come back on Sunday and we try to get our field again. <laughs> so, but again, we're, we're just praying for, for this region to be changed. We're, we're praying for this region to be changed, amen. So uh, you guys about ready? Okay. There was things going on behind the scenes. I was making sure I gave enough time, you know. Uh, he is here with his child tonight, by, you know, so just trying to make sure everything happens. So, Robin, I think you have uh, something. And uh, my, my youngest son, Rylan, has something to share, which I'm always excited when he does because he definitely hears from God. I'm taking my mic now. I don't know if most of y'all know, for the, the ones who came here, we have had prayer every day this week except Wednesday. I don't, I don't know if he knows yet, but we had two people who were baptized with the Holy Spirit with Evan speaking in tongues this week. And the pastor wasn't here. It was Miss Missy and Mike up top. First time. First time they've ever done it. Hers was Thursday and his was Friday last night. I'm just saying, if y'all didn't show up, y'all missed a lot. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Well, guys, we're going to have fun tonight. I'm telling you, I've just been feeling the spirit. We're going to have a good time. I don't like boring church. I, I don't. Uh, listen, even as the pastor, if it puts me to sleep, I just won't go home. <laughs> so I'm just being honest. But they're going to pray. We're going to let them go ahead and pray. And we're going to start doing some worship. I'm going to put the mic over here for Pastor Paul in case he needs to speak anything. So I'm going to go get behind the drums. Come on, you're ready to stand up tonight and do some worship. 
Yeah. Hallelujah. Father, we are just so thankful that you are here, Lord. Father, we come to worship you, Lord. This is not about a show, but it's about worshiping you, the one that is worthy. But God, we want to be free in the spirit also. So we ask tonight, Lord, that you would set us free from ourselves. Set us free from the bondages that we have created and that this world has created through the control of Satan himself. Father, set us free. And Lord, I, I just release your gifts to flow in this service right now. Lord, I, I pray right now for Pastor Paul and, and his team. And God is the, is the shepherd and leader of this house. I release him in the name of Jesus. I release him right now to flow in the gifts and the calling that you have on his life, Father. I just, I pray right now that we would see the evidence of your call come forth tonight with signs, wonders, and miracles following. Salvations. Lord, the only expectation we have tonight is that the word of God will come forth and it will be true. And we put no ceilings on anything else. We just want to be where you are, God. We want to be where you are. Ready to dance tonight? Turn my morning. 
rising, my heart is full of joy. I will sing for you. Give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rollin, can you come check the monitors real quick? Make sure they're turned on for us. Hallelujah. Come on, guys. We're going to sing a little bit of an older one. Is that good now? Can you hear up there? Yeah. Okay. Good. Hey. Try not to drop the sticks.
Give him some praise tonight. forever he is good he's above all things 
His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. Come on, sing it again. Sing praise. One more time. Sing praise. Forever God is faithful. fight through a little bit. Come on. Jesus. In the name of to you have it all 
I just want to hear you sing it. Come on. 
Come on, tell him. Do you mean it tonight? Come on, sing it like you mean it. If this was the last breath you ever had, sing it like that. Come on, don't stop yet. Come on. So let it
your hands until I overflow. Come on, put your hand. I want to run over. I want to run over. Put your hands up tonight together. Fill me up till I overflow. Put your hands together like you're receiving it tonight. Come on. Put your hands together and say, Father, fill up my cup tonight. And if you notice the way you're holding them, whatever pours in there is just going to flow right out onto your head tonight. Come on, put your hands. Say, God, fill me up. Pour out, God. Pour out, God. Yeah, fill me up until I overflow. I want to run over. I got to run over. Fill me up until I overflow. I got to run over. I got to. Till I overflow, I want to run over, I want to run over, fill me up, I got to run over, I got to run the fire, I'll provide the sacrifice, you provide the spirit. provide the 
saying I've got to fill me up till I overflow I've got I've got to run over I've got to run over fill me up till I overflow I've got to run over I've got to run over You're more real than the ground I'm standing on. You're more real than the wind in my lungs. Sing that again. You're more The ground I'm standing on You're more real than The wind in my lungs I'm a 
song on my tongue. Come on, let's sing that again. Closer that than the skin on my bones. Closer that than the song on my tongue. Sing, Abba. Come on, let me hear you tonight. Cry out. Abba, I belong to you. You are my father. You're more real than the ground I'm standing on. You're more real than the wind in my life. I'm going to need a couple of ushers. Just get ready. Can we just keep those dim for a second? Just for a second. You're here right now, tonight, and there, there are so many anxious thoughts going through your mind. There is either fear, there's worry, there's anxiousness, almost to the point of shutting you down, keeping you from being able to worship because of your, you're weary with the weight of it, even to the point of confusion. Get up here right now. Listen, believers come under attack. There's a reason the scripture says be anxious for nothing, right? Amen. But we have not because we ask not. God's power is present here to deliver you and to heal you and to restore you. But if you sit in your seat, you act like nothing's going on. Get up here right now. Man, woman, boy or girl, get up here right now. Stand right here. Anybody else? Come on, move now. Come on, if we get some of our men to come, come on, up Barbara. here. Come on. Come on. Anybody else stand right here? Raise your hand, surrender to the Lord. I want to need a couple of ushers to run with us. If we got any men in the church that can help us out, appreciate it. Right here, right here. Let's start down here, fellas. Come on. Come on, God begin to reveal this to you. You too, right now. Stretch out your hands toward him right now.
Listen, you have to let it go before the Lord. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Here I am, Lord. Saints of God, will you please pray? Come on, pray. Keep worshiping, keep worshiping, keep worshiping. Father, I bind the spirit of confusion over the region. Will you agree with me right now? I bind the spirit of confusion. Now do this. I release the mind of Christ. I release the mind of Christ. the joy of the Lord and my brother now. More, 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 more. Fire! See, the devil's trying to resist this right now. But he's not going to be able to stop the move of the Holy Spirit here. Hallelujah, Lord. Somebody help me praise him. the string of his tongue now. Be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Ah. 
release part of a word and flip it back to you for a second or whatever you need. Do you need anything? Okay, we're good. If you need to sit down, sit down. This isn't the message, but this is a message. Just before this past year closed out, my pastor, John Bates, Freedom Fellowship International in Waxahachie, Texas, mighty man of God, invited me to go to a, a Northwest Prophets Conference with him just to walk beside my pastor, and I love to do that. Just before we left on that trip to fly out, I had a visitation from God, and what he showed me was this. And if you remember this, and you're old enough to remember this, you might be my age, I don't know. But I saw Norman Schwarzkopf and General Colin Powell. And they're looking at a big chalkboard, and they're looking at a big board, and they're standing, and all of these people, all of these people's ears are glued, and the cameras are glued to them because in the dead of the night, we had launched a, an attack. How many of y'all remember that? Uh, and I'm listening to this, and I'm looking at this in my spirit, and it's like I'm there, and he's talking about how our Navy SEALs and our special ops units went in before, and they took out communication systems in the dead of the night, and right behind them came our stealth bombers and took out the rest of the communication system, and then we began to carpet bomb, and we began to maintain air superiority, grasp air superiority, and to prevail in the air. Are you, are you hearing me tonight? So we won in the air, and then we begin to bomb, and we begin to set things up where our heavy artillery could come in close, Pastor, I remember. and where tanks could come in and not be hit by their airplanes or by their Scud missiles. And the Lord spoke to me and said, there's a revival coming to the Gulf Coast. I had no idea I was going to end up before all of these other amazing people, but God said, this is what's happening. And God said, here's what I want. I want to return to prophetic intercession. But not just any kind of prayer. Intercession led by the Holy Spirit. Harp and bowl intercession where worship and praise flows together. So that the Holy Spirit leads us in our prayers. We're not just praying rote prayers. We're not just praying through some prayer book. We're praying led by the Holy Spirit. He said, tell my people I want prophetic intercession. Number two, he said, tell my people, I don't want just any kind of worship. I want prophetic worship led by the Holy Spirit where we don't just go through a song set. Or we just sing everybody's favorite songs, but we sing unto the Lord. God said, I want prophetic preaching. I don't want a sermon that came off the internet. Come on, somebody, help me out here. Come on. I don't want a sermon that you downloaded out of a sermon book. I want men and women of God who will get on their face before God till they hear the voice of God, and it's thus saith the Lord, and it's prophetic preaching. He said, if I have these three things. So God told me there was a Gulf Coast revival coming of shock and awe. 
Now, you know how scared I was to even say that to my pastor? And he goes, well, Paul, that's funny. Let me send you something. He sends me a 1960s monster picture show. Remember how glaring and garish those posters would be in the movie theaters? Uh, it was a Godzilla thing. Now, just bear with me here because my pastor, he thinks like that. He thinks in pictures, okay? So he sends me a Godzilla picture, and it's Godzilla fighting against some creature coming up out of the gulf. He said, Paul, God told me that there was something that we needed to come together and fight against. And this creature was a three-headed dragon. Ghidorah or something like that. But Godzilla and Mothra and some other, uh, I don't know, who were natural enemies, you know, really didn't flow together too well came together to take out this threat in the Gulf. Isn't it time we got over ourselves? Isn't it time it stopped being about us? Isn't it time we begin to have a team approach to ministry? And it's not about one man or one woman who we somehow revere as an icon. Maybe they're more spiritual. Can I tell you something? God will literally shut me down so somebody else can minister. I don't know if you're hearing me right now or not. Lest I get puffed up. So here's what I want you to know. There is a powerful move of the Holy Spirit that is going to be hitting in every Gulf Coast state. Are you just saying that? I fear the Lord. I fear the Lord. And I believe that not one of these words is going to fall to the ground. So you need to see yourself as part of a movement. We need to begin to pray for revival to come to all kinds of churches. Black churches, white churches, Indian churches. Holy Spirit, come. Father God, come, and I pray that you would slay the Baptist pastor in the pulpit tomorrow morning, and he comes up speaking in tongues in Jesus' name. Pray for a move of the Holy Spirit that's going across racial lines, uh, across denominational lines. Uh, pray for your own denomination as well. Pray for independent churches uh, that the Holy Ghost will be poured out. But God is asking us, no, telling us, here's what I want. I want it spirit-led. I want it prophetic. I want you to lay aside man's agenda. And I want you to come in fear and trembling before God and cry out to him. How many of you want to see a move of God like that? That's what we're asking for. That's what we're asking for. I, uh, I don't normally take time to do this, but I want to introduce some folks if that's all right. Pastor, man, I didn't know you did worship too, brother. Build a church, fill it up, prophesy over it. God, amen got a friend with me tonight and again those who travel with me doing revival teams know that I don't normally do this but I'm going to do this tonight because it's been a long time since I've been here hallelujah but it's good to be back in Marksville <laughs> glory Pastor John Belvin stand up I know we he don't like this either but I'm going to point at him wow. Rebirth Ministries in Alexandria Louisiana will y'all welcome my friend Pastor John Belvin <laughs> 
Amen. Love you, brother. Kim and Shannon Brooks of Firebrand Ministries. That's that's that that little thing right there, and then that thing right there. Mi familia. Man, I love them. They they move mightily in the gifts of the Spirit. They move. They've planted healing rooms. They have a deliverance ministry. They minister a lot at Teen Challenges and other uh, other drug recovery ministries, and and teach on prophecy and just do all kinds of things for Jesus. Hallelujah. Barbara and Jamie. Barbara was intercessor for Louisiana Outpouring for a long time and over our prayer teams. Uh, Jamie's been training in the prophetic ministry under Shannon. Uh, I love them to death. They're amazing. And I've got a friend I haven't seen in a while. Uh, I know you're not going to want to stand up, dude, but stand up. Let's let them see how pretty you are. Come on now. Jimmy Tate from Lafayette, Louisiana, Kingdom Warriors. He's a mighty prophet of God and my friend. Hallelujah. So we welcome these people and. If you see them in the altars, you're going to know because uh, we're cutting them loose on you. Glory to God. So we kind of brought, I think it's a dream team of Holy Ghost-filled people that are humble and love Jesus just to minister to folks tonight because we just like to run together. These are all independent ministries that all do powerful things in the kingdom, but we are demonstrating for you. The future of ministry. Kind of sounds like the 12 disciples, right? Who became apostles. All right, I'm going to preach to y'all tonight. Is that all right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. So what I'm about to share with you tonight, quite honestly, can you come up just a little bit with it? And if I could get one more of those, because I have too much stuff. If I could get one more, I appreciate it. Whew. Holy Ghost. I told Pastor that I'm old school. I'm a little older than him, so I, I can't preach out of an, an iPad. I don't. I probably could if I wanted to learn. But, uh, <laughs> dude, if you can read that, then you probably can read Chicken Scratch in the Barnyard. Holy Spirit. Mm. Turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 29. Let me set this up for you. I'm going to be reading this in the Amplified Bible. Hear it first. <sighs> Come, Holy Spirit. Holy is the Lord our God. For years I would pray. Thank you. I would pray through December, and then it was like the first two months of the year would be almost like a prophetic tour. I'm so, I'm so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that I just can't, I just can't get locked into something. And if He says stop, I stop. If He says go, I go. Does that make any sense? So he told me, stop. It's turned into a thing. So now everybody's booking you at the same time every year because they want to hear the word of the Lord. And everybody comes out with the word of the Lord for the year. Uh, this prophet's got this. And we've got lots of Facebook prophets now that you'll never meet because they don't ever go really to a church. They just prophesy on Facebook. 
and we have a lot of prophets. If this sounds critical, please understand, uh, I'm harder on myself. And now everybody's a prophet, and we've got popular teaching that's going out right now. So I'm going to start right out by making sure that I make lots of enemies. I am an equal opportunity offender. I make eye contact, so I'm coming right at you. <laughs> All right? Because uh, you know, the popular teaching that's going on right now is if two other people say you're a prophet, you're a prophet. So you just get... Oh, come on, y'all be nice. Y'all go, y'all go help me out here. Now. So you just, all you got to do is just get two other people, and it's just, I kind of see it almost like, it's like a bunch of valley girls coming together. Oh, you're a prophet. I <laughs> know, oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're a prophet. Yeah. I think, you're, you, know, you are, girl, you are definitely a prophet. Let's get stationary. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. I, I know there's a difference between the gift so let me really clarify what I'm saying. There's a difference between the gift, and I'm going to talk a lot about prophecy tonight because I believe that it is, is a prophetic generation. But the standards are just as high now as they were in Bible times. So what God is requiring is of us is that the words that come out of our mouth, if we're truly a man or woman of faith and we are moving in that gifting or that office, God's going to hold us accountable for it. Okay. So he's raising up a prophetic generation. I believe that. And we are teaching and we are training. Many of us are doing the same thing. And we're praying for prophetic gifts to come on people's lives that they can be used by that. But be careful claiming an office that is not yours. So when I come to do this tonight, I do this in the fear of the Lord. And Father, I just pray, I need you to agree with me right now. I pray for the spirit of the fear of the Lord to come to the house right now. Because God truly is raising up men and women of faith who move in that office, and they have words for us today, and we must listen. But Isaiah chapter 29, beginning with verse 5, and reading this initially in the Amplified Bible, but the multitude of your enemies that assault you, come on up here, Pastor John, I'm going to get you to pray over this before I release it. But the multitude of your enemies, think of yourself here, that assault you will become like fine dust and the multitude of the tyrants like the chaff which blows away. And it will happen in an instant, suddenly, say suddenly, that your enemy is destroyed. You will be punished by the Lord of hosts with thunder and earthquake and great noise with whirlwind and tempest and the flame of a consuming fire. Pray, Father, we thank you for your word. God has already been set for the house, and God, we make way for it even now. Prepare the heart of the people, the mind, God, to receive what you have set for this house. And Father, just release the wind. God, release what you need in this house tonight. The people, God, what they need from you, it is already in the vessel. Now, God, release it out of the mouth of the prophetic word. God, we are so grateful for you. We thank you and we love you tonight. Because we know that your word is true, and it is already settled in heaven. And God, we thank you now. It is in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One reason Pastor John is here is because God spoke to both of us to begin to do things together in the spirit. And I love him. He has a heart that is pure. And when I began to talk to him about what God was showing me in the month of December about winds, and I kept hearing God speak about winds, he started bringing me to scriptures about the winds of God. 
I found out that God had already been working on John in the same thing. Isn't it cool how God's people hear God? Come on. So I'm listening to God, and I hear God say something, and I begin to look for it in Scripture, and I found this little Scripture in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4. Then we're jumping over to the book of Ecclesiastes, and we're in some books that people don't go to very often. And it says in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4, at the latter end of that, uh, of that verse, it says something about God having winds in his fists. And I'm, What? Winds in your fist. And he said, son, I want you to tell my people, one fist is full of judgment, but the other fist is full of power and authority and anointing. That in 2020, I don't like to get specific on stuff unless God says specific, but in 2020, God is saying, I am releasing winds in a season of winds. But I want to preface this word by saying this. Not, not every wind that's going to blow this year is from God. And if you don't have discerning of spirits, if you're not moving in word of wisdom and word of knowledge, this is a time for you to get a clue. This is a time for you to pray like never before. Because winds are going to be blowing. And if you're not listening to God, and listen, I have missed God in my life. Anybody here ever missed God in their life? Anybody here ever been ahead of God? Anybody here ever been behind God? I don't like either one of them. I've done that way too much. I want to be le I want to be at the place where a gentle breeze of the Holy Spirit against my cheek can turn me. I want to be wind driven. I want to be wind led. Now go with me to the book of Ecclesiastes. So when I begin to teach on this, I'm sitting at my desk, Jimmy, and I'm sitting there like this, and I think I've already told you this, but now, now I'm going to use you to talk to it so I can tell everybody else. I felt wind swirling in both of my palms. I'm sitting at my desk with my back of my hands on my desk, and I begin to feel wind swirling in my palms. I go, God, what is this? He said, I said I had winds in my fist. He said, I'm going to speak to my sons and daughters and tell them to release the wind of God in prayer. And I begin to shake. And I came to this passage of Scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 11. While you're turning there, I get a phone call. I'm sitting down and writing this message out. Now, I'm engaged to be married, y'all. Doesn't God have a sense of humor? And my fiancé, I can't believe I'm using the word fiancé. I'm just like, fiancé. I haven't said that since I was, you know, in, in my 20s, early 20s. So my fiance, she says, Paul, you know I don't watch TV. Yeah, she says, I'm keeping my pastor's kids, and they're gone, and I'm, I've got Fox News on, and they're talking about these storms that are tracking from the west to the east. She said, Paul, it's really unusual. You need to look at it. I was not near a TV. I was driving. I pulled over. I flipped open my phone, and I Googled what was happening, and here is what I read. There's a series of storms moving from east, from west to east with an atmospheric spin aloft, aloft, atmospheric spin aloft. Say that fast three times. Okay. A relay race of storms. This is like toppling dominoes, they said. One area of surface low pressure is handing its energy off to the next. Now let me say that again. One area of atmospheric spin aloft where cold air and hot air or warm air are meeting. 
has created a cyclonic effect, and as it bumps over into the next region, it's handing off its energy and it's multiplying. Cyclonic winds, multiple threats will happen. In one area in California where they never get rain, they were being inundated with rain. It got to the mountainous regions and snow was just dumping and falling. It got to the Midwest and tornadoes were being spawned. Now, I want you to understand, God gives me this. I go to my doctor's office, and just before I leave my doctor's office, he said, what's Holy Spirit saying to you? And I was, I was glad that he asked me. I said, brother, I'm seeing natural phenomenon that's going to take place because of a spiritual phenomenon. I said, so there are at, there's an atmospheric spin aloft. Tomorrow morning where I'm going with this is the battle in the second and third heavens that's going to affect the first heavens. And honestly, God gave me that last night, and I'm, I'm freaking out by what I saw. If you don't understand the first, second, and third heavens, uh, it's something you really should study up on. There's some amazing, powerful Holy Ghost books about that. You need to understand where we're living, where we're at in time, what God is doing and what he's about to do. Because this is about positioning yourself as a family and as a church. And quite honestly, as a movement. How are we positioning ourselves? If you know something is about to happen, do you prepare? Trying to find you. So Ecclesiastes 11, verse 3. If the clouds are full, they pour out rain upon the earth. And whether a tree falls toward the south or toward the north, wherever the tree falls, there it lies. There's a reason I'm reading this. He who watches the wind will not sow. He who looks at the clouds will not reap. Just as you do not know the path of the wind and how bones are formed in the womb of a pregnant woman, so you do not know the activity of God who makes all things. Sow your seed in the morning. Do not be idle in the evening, for you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed or whether both of them alike will be good. We are coming into a year of super harvest. But if we're going to have a super harvest, you better super sow. And if you super sow, there are revival movements being birthed right now. Right now. Right in Louisiana right now. New things. New things that God is doing. Say new things. When God spoke this to me, I had actually, we'd been in a house meeting with Shannon, and I remembered prophesying something to her. I saw the wind of God behind her, and she was sowing, and it was going impossibly long down the road. She's sowing, and she's sowing with the wind. So the wind caught the seed, but it was so precise, crafted by God, that she goes like this, and it goes impossibly far into the distance, uh, and right down the road because the wind caught it and picked it up and laid it just where it was supposed to lay. If you are led by the Holy Spirit, you're going to be at the right place uh, at the right time uh, with the right unction of the Holy Ghost, uh, and you're going to see a move of God. Somebody, can you position yourself in God and be a part of that? I'm prophesying good things. Now, I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm about to prophesy the fear of the Lord on you, too. So will you also applaud for that? Glory to God. Because without the spirit of the fear of the Lord, there is no wisdom. That's where it begins. If you don't want that, then you really aren't going to have wisdom. You can find a lot of knowledge. Whew. Hosea chapter 8. Hosea chapter 8. Verse 7. I'm kind of stacking up with scripture right here initially. Help me, Holy Spirit. Again, this is, uh, 
tell you where God took me with this, Pastor. He told me it's going to be a three-part. So I'm giving the two things that I've got so far, both tonight and tomorrow morning. Because God told me that the winds of God that are going to begin to blow are going to be force multipliers. I want to speak into your spirit. When wind catches fire and begins to blow, it is increased exponentially. When wind, so the, the third le level of this is I haven't even, look, I've only got like one scripture for it so far. I'm trying to hear God and write down what he's saying. When wind catches water, then you see what happens in the Gulf Coast when an entire mountain of water is coming toward because of the tidal push joined up alongside hurricane force winds that are bunching the water up and now a 30-foot wall of water that nothing can stand before because it is being driven by wind. Can, can I get a witness? Is anybody hearing me tonight? And so will God do with your gifts. So will God do with the Word of God. So will God do with the anointing of God. You're going to see revival come overnight and a fire catch that spreads through a city in the realm of the Holy Spirit uh, and many people swept into the kingdom of God. You're also going to see structures topple. So you're going to see some things blown in by the wind while other things are being blown out by the wind. Let me say this again. You're going to witness some things blown out by the wind because the season of it is ending. And some of those structures are standing between God and his babies. And God's going to blow some things out. That makes us uncomfortable. We kind of like things to remain the same and our comfort zone to remain so we can walk around in it because we worship our traditions. You don't think we do? I'm not trying to be mean tonight. I'm a huggy bear. Well, I am. Hosea chapter 8, verse 7. For they sow the wind, and they shall reap the whirlwind. The standing grain has no heads. It yields no grain. Should it yield, strangers would swallow it up. So as I'm beginning to study, I find this term, this phrase, prevailing winds, seasonal winds. By definition, the word prevail and it, attaching it now to prevailing winds. And I'm giving you a combination of both the Hebrew and Webster's. An overcoming, dominant, seasonal wind. Let me say it again. A prevailing wind. An overcoming, dominant, seasonal wind. So here's what I'd like to say to you. We're in a season of winds. Prayers that you have prayed for years, things that you've seen coming for years, are about to happen. It is a season of winds. If the church should ever position itself, nay, even posture itself along with the positioning, because posture is a whole other thing altogether. How you hold yourself. Y'all remember what our teachers used to do? They walk up behind us, and, I, and I'm going to really tell my age here. And remember what happened when the teacher used to walk up behind you and say, straighten up. Take that ruler and put it at the base of your spine and run up your spine like that until you went like this, because if you can't, don't have good posture, you can't learn. And then in rebellion, you would do this as soon as she walked past. Slump over in your desk like this, because <laughs> you're a rebellious kid. How you hold yourself in this season, 
Ever watch the Weather Channel? You're flipping like flip, 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 flip. Oh, hurricane force winds, and the guy's doing this, or the gal's doing this. They got one leg propped in a karate T stance like this. And the wind's blowing them. And you're going, you idiot. It's getting pretty bad here. I don't know how much longer we can stay. You better know which way the wind's blowing. Because you go, and right over those buildings right there, you turn broadside and you're gone. This season, there are winds that are becoming whirlwinds. Spin is being imparted in the atmosphere. But please understand, again, not every wind is from God. And because there are winds that are battling one another, at the end of this message, we're going to pray for people and we're going to be releasing gifts and anointings. First thing we're going to do is we're going to repent. Maybe you feel like there's nothing for you to repent of. But we need to have a lifestyle of brokenness and repentance. You say, well, hey, I got saved so-and-so years. Listen, please understand this, too. We get out in our heart against somebody. We say things we should not say. We feel things we should not feel, and we allow it. We watch things we should not watch. We open doors that we should have never opened. Disobedience comes at us constantly. And so sometimes we're obedient in one area and disobedient in another area, and you're wondering why you got an open door. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, that tornado is going to love your door. And come right on in. Well, I've got to open my windows. I'll just let the pressure off like this. I've survived in a bathtub before. Anybody? Anybody? One age is ending and blowing out. One age is beginning and blowing in. Now I'm going to shock some of you, especially in the prophetic community, because here we are teaching on the gifts of prophecy, and we must continue to do so. And we're teaching on the fivefold ministry, and we must continue to do so. But we are actually about to end an age where prophecy has proliferated and grown. We're about to come out of that until the, the purpose of the prophecy in the first place. We're coming into a power age where we don't lose what we learned, but now we're walking it out in power and authority. So teach, 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 teach prophetic gifts. Teach, teach, teach the fivefold ministry. God wants to replace old structures with his structure. But understand, now he wants us to begin to walk in faith and power and walk out with those prophetic gifts, not stand around in a circle and tell each other, I think I see five stones instead of four, or I think that I see the color red. It's time to move on to maturity. It's time to realize that God wants us to begin to teach and preach prophetically and sing prophetically and also call out sin prophetically. Okay, I told you I might probably make enemies with everybody with this one. The Lord has told me to come in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Because the spirit of the fear of the Lord is a reset for us. Okay, I lost all my amen -ers. The year was 1066. Again, I'm setting up what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be ridiculous. It's called the Norman Invasion and the Battle of Hastings. William, Duke of Normandy, see my beautiful professional notes. I've been preaching for 40 years. Still haven't learned to use the laptop yet. The ships were invading. It was the Norman-Saxon War. And so the Duke of Normandy, William, was coming in with ships. 
full of supplies. His men were at the front lines. He had weapons. He had everything that they need to have a conquest. He's coming in, and unusually in the summertime, there came a strong north wind. It held the ships off of the coast uh, 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 of France. They could not get in. And so the people began to die who were in his army. They were getting overcome and overwhelmed. But suddenly, say suddenly, the wind shifted. They came on in. William rode on ahead of the rest of the troops and gets there, and he says this. I love this. <laughs> he rode into the battle lines crying, I live, I live, because the rumors had gone out, John, that he had been killed, that the general had died. So the men at the front lines were giving up because the, the weapons weren't there, the supplies weren't there, the provisions weren't there. How many of you have been praying for your city, praying for your home, uh, praying for your family, uh, and you're going, God, uh, how long? Uh, God, you called me to do this. Uh, I'm weeping over the lost. Uh, how long? He rides to the front lines. He says, I live, I live. Fight on, we shall conquer yet. Uh, and they won the battle, and he became known. By the way, the uh, it became not just the Norman invasion, but the Norman conquest. And William became known as William the Conqueror. What's your first name, brother? Mike the Conqueror. <laughs> his, his wife's going, let me talk to you after church, okay? He's going to bring you up to speed, that's all. <laughs> I'm picking at you, Mike. Go to Acts chapter 27. I'm giving you the scripture here at the beginning. Acts chapter 27. If there was ever a time to listen to those who hear the voice of God, it's now. In Acts chapter 27, Paul was on his way to his imprisonment, his trial, his imprisonment. Everything in his life was about to shift. And it says in Acts 27 verse 4, reading from the New American Standard Bible. From there we put out to sea and sailed under the shelter of Cyprus because the winds were contrary. The word contrary in the Greek means this. Anti, excuse me, is this. Antithetos. It means contrary, opposed, adverse, jarring, contrasting, cross, stubborn, obstinate, spiteful, ornery, or repugnant. Has anybody here ever experienced contrary winds? Again, not all winds are from God. Not all winds are blessings. Uh, you better learn how to read the signs. As a matter of fact, I want you to keep a finger right there, and I'm going to read to you from the book of Acts. Excuse me, the book of Matthew. Uh, professional preacher. I've been shaking all day. And in the morning, you say there will be a storm today, for the sky is red and threatening. Do you know how to discern the appearance of the sky but cannot discern the signs of the time? And you know what God brought me to? I begin to talk about that and post some of that stuff on Facebook. One of my Bible college chums sent me a song by uh, second chapter of Acts. And as I pop popped it and it began to play, you don't know which way the wind blows. How can you plan tomorrow? So what's happening is we have churches full of people that don't know which way the wind is blowing. So we don't repent when we should repent. 
We don't position ourselves when we should position ourselves. We don't sow when it's time to sow. I, I, I grew up in Catahoula Parish, Louisiana, farm country. I worked right from the age of 10 on up, way up into my teens for a family from Missouri, and it was Missouri. You didn't say Missouri. It was Missouri. Who had two sections of land, and boy, they, you know, they were a born again, spirit filled Christians, but they loved that farmer's almanac. And they took that and they used that like a Bible, and that's how they, don't look at me like that, Barbara. That's your same people, some of your same people. And they used that to plant, and they used that to know when they were going to have their harvest, and they planned stuff around it, and they had hands lined up to help work when it was time to work. Are y'all with me so far? You understand what I'm saying here? They, they understand the signs. And they follow the signs. But we're walking through life willy-nilly like we've got the world on a string. We don't even know the wind is shifting. Especially in a time of prosperity. Sometimes we forget that God's got a plan. And some things are about to happen that's going to shake everything that can be shaken. And since everything that can be shaken will be shaken, man-made structures will probably not stand up to it. But what is built by the living stones that God takes in his hands and he stacks together, uh, when God is building on Christ, uh, the chief cornerstone, uh, that's going to stand, my friend. So how we build our churches, how we build our ministries, uh, how we build a family better be led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, if it's led by man's ingenuity, it probably won't stand up. So why are you preaching stuff like this? I thought you were going to come here and preach us happy. Maybe next time. There's never been a move of the Holy Spirit that didn't begin, begin with repentance and prayer. So everybody in the month of January, and I got rebuked for this earlier today because uh, somebody that I'm about to marry got, told me I needed to deal with my personal pride, and I have that. So I listened because I'm learning to say yes, dear, already. I'm getting trained. <laughs> She says, well, I'm going to go to a prayer meeting tonight while you're preaching. I said, yeah, everybody's praying in January. I rebuke you, Paul Bradford, in Jesus' name. I was like, yes, dear. Training. Forgot that still. So you, <laughs> and I was, being, I was being crass, and I shouldn't have said that. Well, you know, everybody's on a Daniel fast, right? Every, uh, <laughs> and then, then the Daniel fast is going to end, and at, and at 12.01 a.m. in the morning, we're at IHOP, and I'm not talking about the International House of Prayer. <laughs> the fast is over, and we're getting a tall stack of pancakes loaded with syrup. So I was just like, yeah, I said, they all pray in January. Where are they the rest of the time of the year? And uh, Tate, you ought to be saying amen. Come on, man. You need to be backing me up, bro. What's up with that? She rebuked me. So I'm laughing now because I'm fixing to bring the uppercut. Let's go back to the book of Acts, chapter 27. Verse 7 says, When they had sailed slowly for a good many days with difficulty having arrived off of Snidus. And by the way, when I get to uh, Greek words and other and Hebrew words, I pretend I know how to pronounce it, and I roll my R's, and I do that, and people have no idea that I am totally off on that, probably. Since the wind did not permit us to go farther, we sailed under the shelter of Crete off Salmone. And I, and uh, yeah. Anyway, and with difficulty sailing past, if we came to a place called Fair Havens, past it, we came to a place called Fair Havens, near which was the city of Lycia. 
And when considerable time had passed, and the voyage was now dangerous, since even the fast was already over, Paul began to admonish them. What great timing for this sermon. And said to the men, I perceive that the voyage will certainly be with damage and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. Uh, but the centurion was more persuaded by the pilot and the captain of the ship than by what was being said by Paul. They listened to the captain and the pilot, but they did not listen to the man of God. It was the will of man versus the will of God. It was the plan of man versus the plan of God. He warned them of great loss. But how often we follow man-made structures, man-made governments, man-made protocol instead of listening to the Holy Spirit. Please understand, I am, I, I'm, I am not picking on anybody here. I'm talking about following the will of God within that structure. However, who gets the last say? God. Are you assembly of God? Blessed to be so. I am. I have a great heritage. We have great doctrine. My dad was a presbyter for with two different two different times. He was a presbyter altogether 22 years. I grew up with heroes in my life that were amazing men of God who were in my movement. But my first responsibility is to God. I'm a member of a church with a great pastor, with a great prophetic team with amazing people of God, and I love them, and, I, and I am, I'm clued in there, and I pay my tithes there, and you know what? I'm blessed to be a part of it because that gives me safety. It gives me a safe harbor, and I have a pastor that can rebuke me and tell me to go stand in the corner, and he has because I, I'm a little bit, I, I thought smart aleck was the 10th gift of the Holy Spirit, and I found out I was wrong. And he calls me up, reads my mail. And I go ball and squall and repent. I remember what, I, I'm just going to go tell on myself. I, I, one time we were talking, he said, man, I'm glad you're a warrior. I said, yeah, it's just it's a different way to think. I'm a little different. And I, I was quoting some Christian book that I read, uh, how you can, have, you can have a stallion or you can have a gilding, but a stallion runs faster. And it might bite you a little bit every now and then because it's a stallion. You know, and it might get the bit in his teeth. It might rear up in the stall. I said, but, you know, they can run faster and they can reproduce. And my pastor was really quiet. He was just like, and you could hear the clock ticking, tick, tick. Because I was bragging on being a warrior, you know, and kind of being edgy and all that stuff. And he goes, he says, well, probably that stallion hasn't been broken. He said, I don't want to know. He says, I'm a stallion. I don't want another stallion biting me. He says, so maybe that stallion needs to listen to its handler and <laughs> its trainer. I was I was weeping by the time he got to the third part of that. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he led me in repentance. He says, he said, that's okay. Now what now what's God showing you? That's healthy. So please don't misunderstand me. It is a time for Christian community like never before. It's also a time, it's not about our man-made structures and submitting to this, this, and we'll just go and here's and here's the pecking order. And okay, so we got we got teacher and evangelist and pastor and da -da, but do, please understand what I'm saying here. We need to submit to one another in love. 
I need to be able to, to receive from anybody in the household of faith. I, am I messing you up a little bit? If I'm off, dude, straight up rebuke me. I need to be able to receive from a child. I need to be able to receive prayer from a child. I need to be able to receive a rebuke from the church grandmother. That's healthy for Paul Bradford. Paul Bradford is pompous occasionally. Not all the time, but. I get out of line. I get upset sometimes. I say things I should not say. I can be arrogant. I also can be too hilarious when I need to be serious. But I can tell you this. At the end of the day, I fear God. God's saying, say this. So I'm saying this because I love my daddy. I love my Abba. They kept fighting the wind. He had warned them, you're going to experience loss. You could experience loss of life. You're going to lose a lot if you keep going. But in verse 13, it says, when a moderate south wind came up, supposing they had attained their purpose, they weighed anchor and began sailing along creek close inshore. In other words, they kept going till they found a wind that they liked. You'll find somebody who will prophesy to you what you want to hear. You'll find somebody, you'll keep going until somebody agrees with you. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? It's like the like three people in a row have told you, you need to repent. Well, what do you think? Till you find a yes man or a yes girl who will agree with you, and then you go, well, so-and-so said, and that's a woman of God. All the people that I've pastored are all having a good time with this right now. God has been warning the church for some time. It says in verse 14, by the way, anybody getting anything out of this? But before long, there rushed down from the land a violent wind called Euroquilo, and it's really in the, in the Greek, Euroclodon Tuphonicus, a violent, unpredictable Whirlwind, not like a hurricane, not a straight line wind. As a matter of fact, our, our hurricanes, even way back in the day when Galveston got taken out, there was some warning. But today we have incredible warning systems that can tell us, and it may jog to the left or jog to the right, but we know a little bit of something about how the winds are going to spin, and it's going to be more powerful on the eastern side than it is on the western side, right? We know what's going to happen. We know about storm surge, so we can kind of prepare ourselves if we're listening to the voices that are warning us. But understand, this, because they kept sailing with the wind that they picked, that they liked, they came upon something that they could not handle. The only thing that we know of in America that is close to this is a nor'easter. The movie The Perfect Storm opened people's eyes who did not know about it. So when we see those crab fishing shows and we see all that stuff, you get out there and all of a sudden the wind's blowing from this direction, it's blowing from that direction, and it's cold, and it's sleeting, and it's icing, and the waves are going, and you don't know which way to go, and you can't, and you can't even navigate because now all of your navigational equipment is, is all wonky, and you can't say, and you're trapped there, and you go down. Something came up. So here's what I'm saying. 
There are whirlwinds being released from heaven. Let me finish this and then let me hit you hard. God released a fist. Judgment came. We know what happened after this. They literally began to hoist things up. They were throwing over the rigging of the ship. The loss was happening. They were doing this, and finally, finally, they turned to the prophet of God. What do we do? If you listen to me, listen. You're not going to be able to save your ship. You should have listened. But we can save your life. We're coming to a place. I'm not, mm, God is calling you to prayer tonight. God is also calling you to walk as wind walkers. God is calling you to come to a place of obedience and surrender to him that he can breathe his breath of his nostrils into you and use you for his glory and speak through you when you open your mouth. They followed his lead. The ship was lost, but the lives were saved. So I'm halfway through this sermon and God brought me back in my remembrance to something. Please understand, tomorrow I'm so excited I get to preach about wind catching fire. But I got to obey this. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. This next part's going to be difficult for some of you. I was an evangelist that preached all up through the Midwest. And being a Louisiana boy, I actually bypassed a few states to get to some other states. It was strange. I had never been up in Kansas before, but I went and helped a friend of mine that I knew in Bible college do a youth camp, and there was a lot of preachers there. And next thing I knew, I was preaching uh, right by the district office, and I was preaching in the biggest church in Kansas. Next thing I knew, I did 55 revivals in Kansas. But for a, for a Louisiana boy who had never been up in the Midwest other than to pass through on his way to the mountains, that was, a, that was crazy because I came into Mulvane, Kansas five minutes after a tornado hit it. I drove in because they hadn't even thrown up roadblocks yet. I'm having to pass through. I didn't know my way around. I didn't know how to get around. All I knew was there was a storm up ahead of me, and it came through. And I, I, I drove into Mulvane, Kansas, and I'm seeing sofas up in the top of denuded trees that had no vegetation on them. And I'm seeing people walking around in these blown-down, blown-out structures with blood on their faces and weeping and crying, looking for family members. And I, I, I freaked out. But then I, I ended up going north from there because they shut, it, they shut it all down. And I go and I see where this twister has come down and it has landed in one of the few places that had trees. That part of southeast Kansas has trees. And I'm seeing what has happened on the ground. It was a rare thing. It didn't hop. It stayed on the ground. And as it stayed on the ground, I don't know what it was, F3, F4, I don't know what it did. But I saw several things that happened. God brought it back to my memory whenever I'm putting this message together. I saw trees that were literally uprooted, and they were no more. You didn't know where they went. They're just uprooted. So they're just jerked out of the ground and thrown somewhere. I saw trees that were snapped off clean, just like that. I saw trees that were just laying down. Just looked like somebody just leaned on them, and they just laid down, and all the roots are popped up, and the roots are, are, are exposed, but it was never going to bear fruit again. It's never going to have green vegetation again. It was just laid down. Still with me? The ho most horrible thing that I saw was huge trees that apparently were strong and resistant, but they were twisted off violently. Where the, 
shards and, and, and shreds of it. It was twisted off and splinters are sticking up like that. It just got twisted off because it could not resist the force of that wind, no matter how old that tree was, no matter how strong it was. And God began to speak to me and say, here's what I'm about to do. I'm about to judge some Saul structures. I'm about to judge the house of Pharaoh. I'm about to judge Jezebel and Ahab. He said, there are also those who have not born fruit. And I, it hit me. Years ago, the very first Brownsville Revival Ministers Conference. My dad kidnapped me from pastoring in East Texas and drove me across Louisiana all the way to Brownsville, Pensacola, Florida. And John Kilpatrick gets up and begins to prophesy. And he says, there are trees that are no longer bearing fruit that were once fruitful and God is about to remove you because there is new growth coming under you and because you no longer bear fruit but you suck up the nutrition, God, because he loves his church, is going to lay you down. You're going to go to heaven, but he's just going to lay you down. Now, you're not going to hear people preaching this kind of stuff because most of it's happy, happy, joy, joy, because that gets you invited back. Being honest. Call everybody out. Tell them they're going to have a worldwide ministry. Every third person is going to meet a tall, dark, handsome man or woman. Everybody loves you. Everybody signs up to support your ministry. People don't want to warn against sin anymore. People want to say stuff that might get, you know, Prophecy should be positive, should never be negative. Have you read the Bible? Have you heard of it? I begin to shake as I'm writing this. I begin to shake as I'm writing it. The fear of the Lord came on me. The fear of the Lord has continually returned to me, and every time I get away from it just a little bit, I've had, well, God wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, he will, especially in some seasons. I'm not acting like I don't. I'm more joyous than I have been in a long time. I have joy like never before in years, and I'm like, and I know that that didn't work out grammatically, but just trust me, I am joyful. But I fear God like never before, and I don't want to fail God, and I don't want to not say something he's telling me to say. So please understand. We're coming to a place where there's a ship. Everybody said, oh, there's a ship coming. We sing the song, shift. Oh, baby, there's a shift. But it's going to blow in some good things for the kingdom. But for the Saul structure, for, for the key of David to come, Saul has to go. For God's kingdom to come, some other kingdoms have to go. Some kingdoms have 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 surplanted the kingdom of God in some areas. Please understand, God loves his people. Now, I'm actually about to bring you the most difficult part of this message, and then we get to minister and pray for you and lift you up. But I cannot release. You know what wind is? Wind is a force multiplier. You know what a force multiplier is? That's a tool or an instrument that literally causes one person to be like many. You know what the wind of God is? Somebody has this little light of mine. He 
You got a little spark in you? <laughs> I heard Damon Thompson say this the other day. He was going, a witch found their way to the pastor's office in Tennessee and said, you know what? He said, pray for me. I need Jesus Christ in my life. He said, sure. And he prays and he casts the devils out of the guy and leads him to Christ and prays for him. And he says, now tell me what's going on here. He said, man, the fear of the Lord came on me. He said, he, he goes, my coven curses Christians. He goes, how do you know they're Christian? He says, well, when we see somebody who's sold out for Jesus Christ, we see a little fire burning right here. And, and we know that we have to be careful not to curse them. He said, but we will pray against them and begin to curse them. We'll come together as a coven. We'll begin to curse that, that Christian who's got the little light. He goes, but there's one group that we don't curse. He said, when, when we see them, we see them completely ablaze and on fire. And we know that if we curse them, that fire's going to come back on us. <laughs> so God doesn't want you to be, whatever this means, a nominal Christian. God wants you fiery, and when the wind hits your fire, the fire of God sweeps through your family. The fire of God sweeps through your church, sweeps through your community. Imagine what happens if you've got a whole group of torches walking around. <laughs> And the wind begins to blow on them. All right, I'm going to finish this sermon. Y'all wake up. Wakey, wakey, shaky, shaky. Jeremiah chapter 30. I'm going to read a lot of scripture really, really fast, and it's going to harsh your vibe a little bit. Truly. Jeremiah chapter 30. So I asked God, God, why are you sending whirlwinds? He said, I'm going to judge my people so that I can redeem the land. Judgment begins at the house of God. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 23 and verse 24 says this, and I really need you to follow along with me on this. I need you to get engaged and get involved and begin to pray in the spirit. Uh, tribe, pray. Behold, the tempest of the Lord has, behold, the tempest of the Lord, wrath has gone forth, a sweeping tempest, and it will burst on the head of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has performed and until he has accomplished the intent of his heart. In the latter days, you will understand this. When the scripture says in the latter days, guess what days it's talking about? You're living in them. Go to Ezekiel chapter 13. Ezekiel chapter 13. One of the most frightening passages of scripture that I know of. And I'm going to hit this hard and in the next few minutes. We're going to pray. Because I asked God, and this is what he gave me. Ezekiel 13, beginning with verse 1. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy, and say to those who prophesy from their own inspiration, Listen to the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the foolish prophets who are following their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, your prophets have been like foxes among the ruins. Uh, you have not gone up into the breaches, uh, nor did you build the wall around the house of Israel to stand in the battle of the day of the Lord. They see falsehood and lying divination who are saying the Lord declares when the Lord has not sent them, yet they hope for the fulfillment of their word. Why do they hope for the fulfillment of their word? Because you can prophesy and get it wrong nine times and get it right one time and sell a lot of books.
Did you not see a false vision and speak a lying divination when you said the Lord declares? But it is not I who have spoken. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you've spoken falsehood and seen a lie, therefore, behold, I am against you, declares the Lord God. My hand will be against the prophets who see false visions, utter lying divinations. They will have no place in the council of my people, nor will they be written down in the register of the house of Israel, nor will they enter the land of Israel that you may know that I am the Lord God. It is definitely because here is God's reasoning. It is definitely because they've misled my people by saying peace when there is no peace. And when anyone builds a wall, behold, they plaster it over with whitewash. So tell those who plaster it over with whitewash that it will fall. A flooding rain will come, and you, O hailstones, will fall, and a violent, say violent, wind will break out. Behold, when the wall is fallen, will you not be asked, where is the plaster from which you plastered it? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will make a violent wind break out in my wrath. There will also be an anger, in my anger, a flooding rain and hailstones to consume it in wrath. So I will tear down the wall which you plastered over with whitewash. And I will bring it down to the ground that its foundation is laid bare. And when it falls, you will be consumed in its mist and you will know that I am the Lord. And he goes on to say, I'm going to spend my wrath on this wall. Why? Because you hurt my kids. Why? Because you hurt my remnant. We build things out of mud. We plaster it over. It looks solid. But it can't stand up to the rain. It can't stand up to the hail. And it can't stand up to the wind. I pastored in the panhandle of Oklahoma. I was going to a sectional meeting. It'd be wise to talk to me about the sectional meeting. <laughs> God help me. I made it to that meeting. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. Yes, I got a text. This is like the one of the few people that can talk me into it. I'm driving toward Enid, Oklahoma. And I get close to a tiny little town on the way there. And I look. And there's dead cows in all the pastures and dead horses. There was no vegetation on the trees. The wind wasn't blowing, at least not where I was. I don't know why I keep driving into these towns right after this happens. I'm glad that I'm after it happens. And it just so happened softball-sized hailstones came through with a 100-mile-an-hour straight-line wind. One mother laid across her children because it burst through the windows. She laid across her children and got beat all up and down the back. All the windows were out. And uh, this had happened about 45 minutes to an hour before, but they had bulldozers and backhoes stacking up hailstones, and it looked like snowbanks came suddenly. There was nothing to predict it. So when you have something come like that, you wonder what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? Say, this is terrible stuff that you're telling us. Holy Spirit. 
Habakkuk 1.11 says, they sweep past like the wind, go on guilty people whose own strength is their God. Proverbs 11.29, those that bring ruin on their families will inherit only wind and the fool will be servant to the wise. So when man begins to generate his own wind, I need y'all just to begin to search your heart and to begin to pray. Because now I'm going to tell you this. I'm, <laughs> I'm prophesying this into this region from here. This is not even about this church. This man of God heard from God and is allowing me to preach here. And he's trusting God and he's trusting me a little bit too. I fear the Lord. Here's what I want you to say. Here's what I want you to hear. And honestly, I have felt the buffeting since I started driving toward the town. I have felt the buffeting and the resistance not from church people, not from the people of God, but from the forces of darkness here that do, do not want this to get out because God is about to set churches in order. And when the churches get back on their feet and full of the power of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be breakthrough like you've never seen. So God is dealing right now with false prophets in our midst. And I'm saying not me, not Paul Bradford. God is dealing with false prophets. who look, I, I've been sent by God sometimes to be a predator hunter. And I say this even putting myself at risk saying that there are people who are going through the land and preaching in places and churches are ruined financially by the time they get through there. They've seduced half the people there. The church is split, the churches are destroyed, and those people go into the next place, go in signs, wonders, and miracles, and God is at the point where he wants the real prophets of God to rise up. He wants the real men and women of faith to rise up. The people who are walking in purity and walking in honesty and love the church and love the people of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is about to remove some things are about to blow out uh, so something real can blow in. Because we're supposed to walk the land in authority and power and say, thus saith the Lord, and have the full weight of heaven behind us. Help us, Holy Spirit. Man wants to generate his own wind. Man wants to sow his own seed with his ingenuity, his words, his arrogance, and his defiance. And God is looking at man's plans. And he's saying, you looked for a wind that favored you. You generated your own movement. You took a course against God's spoken word, and you pulled innocent lambs along with you, and I'm almost done. So God said to me, tell them, do you think you know wind? So here's what I want to say. And here I give something really positive and powerful right at the very end of the message. And thank God I get to be very positive tomorrow. Holy Spirit supercells are forming. And they're forming, I need somebody, somebody here that knows how to pray in the Spirit. And I mean pray in tongues. Begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. In the atmosphere, Holy Spirit supercells are forming. God is stirring the air and he's stirring and calling people to prayer. I read a verse of scripture that I never, I preached on fire. Please understand, it's part of a fire revival movement. Argentinians lit us up with fire. All the Brownsville people lit us up with fire. All the major prophets came in, fire this, fire that. And you know something? That's great. 
when God can flow through us and we can release fire and the fire of God purifies people's hearts. Thank God for that. But what happens when God sends fire and then God sends wind? Now it's not just about us getting a blessing. Now it's not just about personal purity. But now it's part of a movement that God is putting together. So here's what God told me to do tonight. To pray for winds of sanctification to come. Man of God, I love you and I respect you. I came to this church for years, and I loved a really good man who was a pastor. And I lost him, lost a friend, Doug Bergeron. This church went through some dark times. And you and Wendy have come and breathed life into it by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you people who have hung in here, and prayed and sought the face of God. Wouldn't it be something right down the street from this casino if a revival broke out? That people didn't know Marksville because of the casino, but they knew Marksville because of the move of the Holy Spirit. So men and women of God have to say tough things sometimes. But I came up on that scripture in the book of Hebrews. My God, I can't wait to talk about the fire and the, and the rain that's coming. But I'm going to give you a little piece of it. And team, if you'll just get ready. In just a moment, my friend Jimmy Tate's going to come and lead us in repentance. And my friend, if you're not in for the repentance, don't come up here and be in for the blessing. Hebrews 1.7 is a direct quote from Psalm 104.4. And I've read this verse and preached about the fire of God and released the fire of God. And I'm going to tell you, it's a lot more fun to preach about that. Preach it, fire comes, God does his mighty works. He makes his angels winds. You'll see it interpreted, he makes his angels spirits, depends on the tr translation that you have. He makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. And I have, I have read that scripture off and on throughout my life. Please let me give you something a little more on that. The word in the Hebrew is ruach. It's the very breath of God. It's the spirit breath of God. In the Greek, it's pneumata. It's a wind breath. It's the breath that he commanded. Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones, son of man. Prophesy to the breath, to the wind. And breath came into them. And they rose up as a mighty army. But I'd never seen what I saw here. Pastor John, I'm reading this and I'm going, wait a minute. And I've got all, a whole bunch more about winds for tomorrow. I'm studying all these things about the winds of God and about atmospheric shifts and changes and how there are different winds in different parts of the earth. There are, there are winds in certain mountainous regions that you don't find any other place uh, and how it's all generated from somewhere that's not there but up here. And looking at the third and second heavens and knowing that when God sent the answer to Daniel's prayer, he was withstood by the prince of Persia. 
a demonic entity for 21 days, one of the most powerful angelic beings ever created could not get the message. And please understand, God say, I make my angels winds, winds deliver something. And my ministers, a flame of fire. So here's some good news, and I get to give more tomorrow. There are winds of revival blowing upon you, the flames. When that wind hits the flame, have you ever seen a strong wind hit a fire, and suddenly that one constant flame that was flickering is split by the power of the wind, and now they're dancing like tongues. He makes his angels winds, and his ministers a flame of fire. Stand up, please. Something unprecedented is coming. God is about to raise up wind warriors. Could you two men come move these for me? No, 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 go back. I'm sorry. You, you do everything. I'm not, I know, I love you, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm constantly doing on-the-job training. I've seen too many pastors jump up and feel like they have to do everything. My dad wore himself out pioneering five churches. Didn't he? You don't know what you've got. Oh, how I love to preach happy sermons. Oh, how I love to preach joyous words. But there are words of instruction. There are also words that bring us back to the place where we should be. There are words that order our steps bring the church back into alignment. Can I tell you, in my own life, I've gotten distracted. In my own life, I've fallen into a tiff with this one or something, and something would get up in my heart, and I would, I would be filled with bitterness and unforgiveness for a while, and I, or my pride would rear up, and suddenly I found myself out away from the purpose and plan of God, doing my own thing, still preaching, people still getting saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, getting healed, getting delivered, but somehow a little off where I needed to be. I've never been more focused in my life than what I am right now. I've never been more willing to depart from the stage and let the next group come up. Because it's not about us, it's about him. It's about a move of the Holy Spirit that's coming. And so God has no, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you. I've been setting you up with jabs. God judged Israel, his chosen, over and over again to cause them to come back into alignment. God has no problem crushing something down that he once breathed on and built. And then out of that, raising up something new and beautiful. 
So God is warring and fighting for his remnant right now. And I have a feeling we have some remnant here. Jimmy, would you come? Do you understand personal and corporate repentance? If that begins here, what could happen to Marksville and to the surrounding area? What could flow over into Alexandria Pineville? What could flow all through Mansoura and down to Simsport? All the way over to Natchez, Mississippi. Just begin to pray. Will you begin to pray in the spirit? Go ahead and raise your voices. It's okay. It's okay. As a matter of fact, I command that intimidation to leave you. Command that intimidation to leave you. Come on, pray boldly. Father, release the fire. Release the fire. Release the fire. Begin to breathe upon the embers right now. After this man of God, the guy I've got leading this prayer, God's about to use him mightier than ever before. He's leading you in repentance. Will you repent? Will you examine your heart? Will you search your heart? Is there aught in your heart against anyone? Are there any stumbling blocks or hindrances? Real revival starts with real repentance. Have mercy on us, O oh God. Come here, my friend. How many of you want more of God? Raise your hands. If that's you, I want you to come to the front, please. All of us has asked, God, give us more of you. All of us has asked for more of God. When we ask for more of God, he asks more from us, though. God told Joshua, tomorrow, God will do great wonders amongst you. But you must consecrate yourselves. How do we consecrate ourselves? We repent of anything that impedes us from intimacy with the Lord. says this, whatever is not of faith or confidence is sin. Whatever. 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 Holy Spirit, I pray that you would convict me and us of whatever. So that God the walls would break and fall down. Pastor Paul mentioned posture in his sermon. And there was a lady who was broken and she busted up into the dinner and she fell at the feet of Jesus. And she broke an alabaster vial and poured it over the Lord's head and feet. And 
kissed his feet with her, wiped her, wiped his feet with her hair, and wetted his feet with her tears. What a picture of repentance. God, I pray that you would convict me and us of whatever. And as a sign of our repentance, I'm going to ask if you kneel before him right now. Kneel before him right now. And ask him, Lord, what is my whatever that is keeping me from complete union with you and keeping me from fulfilling the purposes of God and his kingdom in my life individually and in our lives corporately as a church and as a body. God, I give you whatever. We give you whatever. We want to be clean vessels, O Lord. I pray that the wind and the fire would flow through us, Lord, even now. And we would lay our whatever on the altar. And we would forsake it. And we would leave it. I pray for the wind of conviction. I pray for the fire of repentance. To cleanse your body, Lord. Cleanse your saints, O oh God. Wash us in your blood so that the winds of righteousness would flow. Have mercy on us, O oh God. Have mercy on us, O oh Lord. Father, how can we repent for the sins of our city if we don't repent of our own personal sins? Come on, pray. Press in. Press in. Father, I repent of bitterness and unforgiveness. Come on. Come on. I forgive those who've wounded me, spoken evil against me, Lord, and I felt that I had a right to hold on to it. You need to pray this right now. Father, I forgive that one who cursed me with their words. All right, it's beginning to break. It's beginning to happen right now. Father, I felt like I had a right to hold on to my bitterness, but I don't have a right. Have mercy on me, oh God. God, forgive me. I became angry with you because I lost something. I lost somebody. I didn't understand, God, and I blamed you, and I allowed it to come between you and I. Father, forgive me. I trust you, Lord. Come on, pray, pray, pray. I repent of and I renounce the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and the love of the world. 
I say I love you, but I put myself first. I repent of selfishness, self-pity. Come on, press in, press in. Holy Spirit, open our hearts and show us the sin in our lives. I repent of my personal arrogance, oh God. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Father, forgive me for judging others. <laughs> Tear the scales off of my eyes. Have mercy on me, O oh God. Oh. Father, we repent for our city. We repent for our state. Come on, help me. Father God, deliver from corruption. Deliver us from the sin of the love of mammon, Lord. Deliver us from the greed that's all around us. Oh, God, set a revival in this place. Uh, burn up the greed. Uh, God, let this city be known for the presence uh, of the living God. That our prosperity is of you, Lord, not from man. I'm hearing God say in the spirit something God was speaking to pastor as we were coming in. The corruption that's been brought into this region has opened the door to an iniquity. And an iniquity is more than just an individual sin. There is an iniquitous throne that's been built up here. So, Father God, come on, you need to help me pray right now. We renounce the iniquitous thrones of man. We renounce the iniquitous thrones of man, and we declare that Jesus Christ uh, is Lord over Marksville. Uh, Jesus Christ uh, is Lord over Mansura. Jesus Christ uh, is Lord over my life. Uh, he's Lord over my family. Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done. I repent of stubbornness and pride and rebellion. I repent of religion. Come on, somebody needs to pray that right now. I renounce the spirit of religion. I receive righteousness. <laughs> oh! Come, 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 Holy Spirit. Father, for the intercessors who've been weary, Break, 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 break. Kiradaka Rokohoshandadaku Rokohosidadadaka. This is not what I was going to do, but I believe this is what God is saying. Because a wind is blowing, we're going to pray for fire. Because a wind is blowing, we're going to pray for a fire. We're going to pray for God to burn up corrupt deeds. Burn up the things in our life that don't look like Jesus. Oh. Mm. Keep praying in the spirit.
I've preached this message three times this year. All three times there have been physical manifestations of the wind of God that have either blown into buildings, blown into sanctuaries, or people have actually had the whirlwind of God come into their bodies like a fiery tornado or come into their hands. And when God puts that kind of anointing and that authority and power in your hands, you better believe God, it means for you to shift something. But before we do that, we're going to pray for fire. It's not about what you feel. It's about how you yield. It's not about what you feel. It's about how you yield. I heard Steve Hill say, you know the problem with a living sacrifice? It keeps crawling off of the altar. So God is saying this time be consumed. Strap yourself to the altar. Revival team come. Jimmy, come here. Come here, brother. There's an anointing God told me to give you, but we're going to have to wait till the place thins out before we do it. Come here. I heard God say something amazing about you on the way here. <sighs> he said, you're going to bring a new construct. It's going to replace the false construct. <laughs> you're going to bring it in humility. Come here, my friend. <laughs> I need anointing oil. Keep praying. Keep pressing in. I want you to see yourself on the altar of God. This is to purify your hands for what God's about to put in them. God, I don't know anybody that studied revival like he studied revival. But, Father, I'm praying for a personal move of the Holy Spirit that will spill over. Help him up, guys. Help him up. Back him up to these chairs. Father, greater than what you've given me. You say, well, how can you give something greater? I'm petitioning you, Father. Because there's a fire burning brightly in this man, but oh, wind of God, breathe! <laughs> Tim and Shannon, come. I need a couple of you men to get behind your pastors. Wendy.
need you to keep pressing in. If you're an intercessor, I want to pray for you next. I want to pray for everybody here. But if you're an intercessor, I need to pray for you next. I can begin to pick you out and identify you easily. But you may be feeling that stirring on you right now. So in Jesus' name, you used to come and pray at the outpouring. I remember you. You used to pray here. I'm going to move these glasses over. So you prayer warriors, you need this. The devil has tried to snuff out your flame. <laughs> and in Jesus' name, I bind discouragement, and I command you to loose the woman of God now. Step over to that seat, kid. I command the grief and the lost in Jesus' name. The fire of the Holy Spirit, cauterize and seal up every wound and touch and heal your daughter now. In Jesus' name, Lord, that she would dare to dream again. Woman, be made whole now in Jesus' name. Come here, kiddo. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. Stand up. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. I need you all to be interceding in prayer. You're praying for more than just yourself.
Gada do Corra, Fisi. So the same wind that blew in destruction for God's people Israel blew in quail and blew in manna. And I declare over you that winds of provision are coming both spiritual and in the natural for you now. Come, O Holy Spirit. Fiery prophetic unction. It's okay for you to raise your hand. Lord, in her private times of intimacy with you, come with a holy visitation. Take your, take your journal in your hand. Take your, take your notebook in your hand. You take your notebook in your Is that your notebook? Is that yours? Is that hers? Well, I don't know why I'm hearing this, but you take that in your hand. Because I'm hearing it, and then I look at it. And I go, okay. For me, how it works with me is he writes it on the tablet of my heart. I don't have to write it down. But the Lord says words are coming in the secret place for you <laughs> that are going to be foundational to where you're going. Holy Spirit, come. And baptize her and immerse her in this. Barbara, come. Yeah, God gave you something, didn't he? So that's staff over there. We had brought in Carlos Anacondia. And uh, if you know of his connection with the assemblies up here, Sergio Scataglini's dad was the place where the church, where the revival first broke out in La Plata. And they brought in Anacondia, who was in his 40s and owned a meatpacking factory. Revival spread all up and down South America, and a Catholic continent got turned into mostly tongue-talking Congo. All through Central America, he's been all over Indonesia. Only Reinhard Bunke has led more people to Christ. He's about five foot tall in his gaucho boots. He'll stand on the platform with hundred, hundreds of thousands of people in a plane on the savannah and say, Satan, listen to me, come out. And they have a thousand-person trained group called the Deep with the Demon Tent because five or six, seven, eight thousand people start manifesting devils simultaneously. Witches and warlocks have come against him. He's one of the most humble men and he's one of the most loving men I've ever known. And I had the temerity to walk up with that staff. Revival team, I want you to go look and find places where God's telling you to go pray with people and I want you to release the words God has given you.
with that stick. My armor bearer was with me, Jimmy Bates. And uh, I said, asked him, and Sergio was interpreting because we didn't speak English. I was in Columbia. Jody Fontenot's stepson, Joe, had just found that and gave it to me the next day in the swamp, just like that. I said, did you carve that? He said, I found it growing in the swamp, and I unwrapped the vine from off of it, and it just, it's not been polished. I know it looks polished. It's not been polished. Never had any oil put on it other than anointing oil. And I walked up, and I said, I believe I'm supposed to preach about authority. Would you pray for me? He blew on me, and I went down. And Jimmy, bless his heart, stand there holding that stick. And Anaconda pours oil down it, grabs it, and starts yelling, Fuego. Jimmy went down. When he got up 30 minutes later, it looked like his hand had been cauterized because it had been burned. I didn't know what it was for, but I had my next revival was in Victoria, Texas, where I had AG pastor who had a mysterious illness for four months. And they doctors tried everything, and he said, I still want you to come, and he's laying on the platform. On a, ham- on a pallet, couldn't get up. My wife said, won't you lay that stick on him? I said, I said in the apartment. It's like this old Catholic church, I'm elaborating. She goes back to get it. And she turns around, there's a demon spirit standing there, filling up the whole hallway. My wife was a simple hearted woman, but full of the Holy Ghost. And she just went like that and held it out. Light shot out of it and exploded in there. Didn't tell me nothing. Comes walking out. She says, Here, put it on him. I said, I said, You put it on. She laid it on him. He jumped up off the pallet, landed on straight up on his feet, and was instantly healed. There's no power in that stick. So God has had me go and put it in pastor's hands. Pray for authority. For more than just authority, but authority for life. He's crazy. Stand here, son. I'm just going to obey the daddy in heaven. <sighs> Holy Ghost.
So I'm going to pray the Holy Spirit is going to flow through you. How many men is that lined up? Somebody? Holy Ghost is already coming on. How many men does that behind him? Pastor makes 10. Sure, are there any other men? Each of you put a hand on one another's shoulder. So we're going to have both hands on both shoulders. Shadow warriors sometimes have to go into tunnels. They're all on the same comms so they can all walk through and they're all hearing the same voice. They pop smoke. That's the glory cloud of God that we're talking about right now. But with a hand on the shoulder of the guy in front of them, they're coming through. So what I am declaring right now, because this church is about to have revival break out, not a revival that has to do with services, but a revival of the Holy Spirit that has to do with the hearts of men and women. The spiritual DNA of this pastor is about to go through him and into you where you're going to love one another and you're going to love God. In Jesus' name, become one. Father, they will say, finally, a church that walks in unity. Oh, Jesus. More, 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 all the way through, all the way through, all the way through, all the way through that they have a heart for God and they have a heart for their pastor and they have a heart for one another. Make them one in Jesus' name now. Now. I release a revival anointing. I release a fiery zeal in Jesus' name. Keep praying in the spirit. People are moving amongst you and praying. Is there anyone who hasn't had prayer who needs prayer? Anyone who hasn't had prayer who needs prayer? Yes, okay. If you'll y'all just agree with me right now for her and I'm going to tell you something I'm getting battled more in this church tonight than I have in a long time because just so you know what that tells me and what it tells my crew there's something worth fighting for here there's something the devil doesn't want to give up so the attack is on the intercessors first 
because they're supporting the pastors in prayer. So besides the pastors, that's the first level of attack comes. So spirit of infirmity and affliction, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. I, I break your power over her. Loose her. Woman, be healed from your infirmity. I command you to take your claw out of her head now. I release the fire of God against you, serpent. Now, 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 now. Blow him back, God. No. Oh. I speak to the muscles in your body, and I command them to begin to relax as your spine comes into alignment now. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, be healed and be made whole. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. God, thank you for the testimonies that are going to come out of this night. God's calling you to break forth into intercession. So I release a travailing anointing upon you now. 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 I declare it's being birthed in the spirit now. Now. Anybody else want prayer? So what are we doing tonight? We do a lot of blessing services. Tonight is about divine order. Tonight is about breaking stuff off and setting some things in order. This church is called to grow. This church is called to move forward. So the enemy will attack your unity. So you say, well, that's just a symbolic act lining up behind your pastor. No, there was actually spiritual DNA that God pulled through him and pulled through every one of you men to make your hearts more. My God, two of you get behind him. You know how John loved Jesus? He just leaned on him. <laughs> Father, I declare that the love this man has for you and for his pastor will be something that just gets all up in these men. My God. <laughs> oh. Oh, Jesus. I've got a couple of assignments here tonight, but I feel like something's beginning to lift. Anyone else need prayer? What is the word that God has given you, Shannon? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking through you. about the rivers and the waterways that's very significant in this state. And um, one of the things that we've learned is that wherever there's a gateway, the enemy sets up iniquity to surround it. And most of the time, Christians won't go anywhere near that place. And that's the plan right, to keep it hidden, to keep it secluded. And as we study these waterways, if you go to New Orleans, if you go to the Cabildo, you'll see that the original name for the Mississippi River was the River of the Holy Spirit. 
as we've done not to get too deep into it but as we've done many healing the land assignments for the state it always comes back to the concept that man has always tried to control the river wherever the river goes the money goes so the first actual locks that were put in place were in Simsport Louisiana Simsport Louisiana is significant because it was also the birthplace of the Roe versus Wade case Okay, so all these different things tie together, and I'm telling you this because when we were driving here, and and I've had I had a dream last night that was tied to this meeting, and atmospheric shifts going on today that I knew was tied to this meeting tonight. So I was praying, and reading about Marksville all the way up here, and asking the Lord, what's significant about this place, right? Even historically, and, and nothing would just click until we passed a sign that said the Marksville Dam. And I realized that it was another place that the river is controlled, that the waterways are controlled in the state. And so the Lord began to show me that this place is a gateway. There's something significant. I don't know what that significance is. I know that's why you're here tonight. So wherever man sets up shop to control the waters in the natural, there's a connection in the spirit because the Holy Spirit always manifests, right? In the Bible, he's always manifesting as water and movement of the rivers and, and the, the streams. So what you need to do corporately is pray about that and ask the Lord to show you because he will. God loves body ministry, especially when it comes to healing the land. He'll show you the defilement in the land. He'll show you as an intercessor places. God loves Google. He's going to show you something. He'll drop a name in your, in your spirit. Look it up. And I promise you something historical happened that defiled the land that you can go to that place and stand in the gap and forgive or repent and reclaim territory and reconcile the land back and redeem it back to the kingdom. Amen. Does that make sense to you guys? There's something here that's significant. with intercessors down in Baton Rouge and they were praying for God to open the gates there and they went through a repentance process and she said one of the reasons that she was sent here tonight was because God was willing to open the gates here God's opening the gates down there he's opening the gates we're, we're, we're working with people in Natchez and in Vicksburg right now as well we've already had a tent meeting in Natchez and we had a tent meeting in Vicksburg God's told us to move down the river are you hearing what we're saying? Because God wants to redeem the curse on the river, that river that's had barges full of aborted fetuses, that river that's had so much piracy and it's had slavery and it's had everything that you can imagine on it. And they tried to name it, rename it after a Indian tribe, but whenever they first explored this land, it was called the River of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know this, as someone who helped 
give birth to this outpouring and help pray it in with intercessors. We knew that we were in touch with the Brownsville people because Paul Young E. Cho, when he prophesied the Brownsville revival, he prophesied when it would end. And then he said it was going to move over to the mouth of the Mississippi River. Now here's a guy who was from Korea, world's largest church. Prophesied the Brownsville revival, prophesied that it, when it ended, it would move over to the Mississippi River. It would flow up into the heartland of America and then go east and west. So the devil's done his best to abort this move of God. We've had false moves of God. We've had moves of God that started out right and then fell apart. And we have seen many revivals from, in, from healing revivals in the Shreveport area, the big tent revivals. We've seen amazing moves of God. And then man fell out with one another. And I'm telling you right now, God is telling us to unlock something in the spirit. If that sounds crazy to you, uh, just jump into the crazy, baby, because it's fixing to happen. All right? So you can think like man or you can think like God. So you're strategically placed. So since God showed you that, you come unlocked. Come on. Lord, I thank you that you're the revealer of all truth, Papa. God, I thank you that when Jesus came, Lord, he reopened the garden for us. And he said, go, wherever your foot treads, you have authority. And so tonight, Lord, we take authority over this territory. We take authority, Lord, and we declare that wherever our foot treads, God, that we establish your kingdom, your rule and reign. Here in Marksville, Manchura, Lord, the surrounding areas, God. And Lord, right now we forgive. Lord, we forgive the defilement in the land, Father. We forgive uh, idolatry in the land, Lord. We forgive broken covenant. We forgive bloodshed. God, we forgive sexual sin, Lord. Lord, we forgive witchcraft, Lord, and even wickedness in high places, Papa. Lord, we forgive Freemasonry and racism, God. Lord, we forgive governmental sin, God. Lord, we just cover that with your blood, Jesus. Lord, and we just ask tonight that you would just show us a strategy from heaven for this place, for now, God, that your kingdom can come and that your will will be done right here, right now, Lord. Lord, we declare an awakening, Lord, a stirring, God. Even as the wind comes, Lord, that it'll, it'll blow and stir the waters, God. Lord, we declare freedom over the waters of this state. Lord, what man has tried to control, what man has tried to lock down for man's purposes, God, we declare a renewal. Lord, we declare a recovering, a recovenanting of the waterways that your spirit will flow freely through the state of Louisiana, God. Lord, as you set people in places, God, as you set people in position, Lord, to unlock gates that your spirit can come in, that freedom's going to come to your people and freedom's going to come to this state and an awakening will come, God. Lord, we declare your sovereign rule and reign in Jesus' name. So if you've been paying attention, I have yet to put this thing down. I have yet to let it touch the ground. Earlier tonight, 
you had said that you were going to, you know, you were talking about the stick, but the Lord showed me toward the end of the service that you were going to put it in my hand. And he kept telling me, and you will strike the ground with it. I said, Lord, that's really weird. And, and I kept listening to that. And I was like, I said, Lord, I will strike the ground because you told me to. But now I hear why we're striking the ground. Because of what you're saying, I understand. Because my first thought was, is, well, I'm going to strike the ground and no. God told him to strike the rock so the water could flow. We're striking the ground tonight as a leader in this region. And God has spoke to me about this region, about coming to the, you've heard it. You have heard the prophetic words that have come forth about me and this region, this ministry. And tonight I am going to strike the ground with this stick, this rod that God has told me to to release the waters to flow once again, to release the flow waters to flow once again, once again. So come on, stand to your feet tonight. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, out of, out of obedience to you, God, with the prophetic words that have come forth, we understand why we're striking the ground tonight. And Lord, I take this in my right hand, Lord, a hand of authority. And Lord, I strike the ground and I claim it once again to be the land for Jesus Christ. God, I right now claim the lost souls for your kingdom. This region is free once again to flow. No more will there be dams. The Holy Spirit will flow once again. We'll be free to move through the churches, the people, the lost will come in. The souls will be saved. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, we just listen to you, oh God. Continue to give us wisdom, God, as we fight the enemy, the defeated foe who clouds the minds of the people. But Lord, we have already declared and decreed that their minds will be open and free, able to see and to hear you, Jesus. Continue to bring laborers into your church in this region. Any church that's preaching truth will see revival. Revival will come. This church may be a hub to raise up people to release them and send them out, but it's not all about us. It's about the body and it's about the kingdom being released in this region. And I release it right now to flow once again. We claim it for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus right now. as a son. Mansurin means leader. That's what it means. The Lord told me to look it up. And I just went look it up. So, so just so you know, yeah, because you could have used any title, right? Most likely as a pastor in this area, but you didn't. That's pretty cool. I was asking the Lord, I don't know the name, the background name of Mark's book, but I'm always interested in what the Lord says about it. So I looked up the word ville, which is Old English for a place of meeting or a village, but it also means a helmet, a place of protection. And you know, the enemy's all about taking the head, but we're all about taking the enemy's head. So, you know, this, you need, that's a redemptive point that you need to look at. 
and Marks. It wasn't Markville, it was Marksville. Now, a mark is a record of something. It's a, a, an X as a witness, or it's a, a line drawn in the sand. But this said Marks, and I thought, waterways, God, and you can't go in one mark of water, that's six feet, but you can go in Mark Twain's two feet, two times the six is 12. And I'm like, God, what is that? He said, it's the number of man and God together. The number of man is four. The number of God is three. And you multiply it, you got 12, which is also a governmental number. So God, there's something so important that's happened in the background of this place that God says you need to dig it out, you need to root it out, you need to see what it is. When you hit with the staff, I saw glass shattering because see what the enemy's held you captive has been nothing but glass. It's, it's, it's a glass house. And God says you're breaking out and you're breaking free. So the significance of angels sent by God to bring messages to men to deliver winds that blow upon flames his ministers is the supernatural partnering with the natural so I heard Holy Spirit say when she was saying that that out of your innermost being okay where'd all the guys go no, no, no. Where's where are your men? I was just wondering. So, gentlemen, look at me. I don't ever want to have to look for you again. And he doesn't ever need to look for you again. I want you guys to be ready. Yes, yeah, son, come take your place. If you see him doing something, the Bible says, stand fast, quit you like men. So this starts with you. <laughs> Richard, out of your innermost being flows a river. Oh, God. You've, you've given your authority to men, not because you need us but because we need you <laughs> oh how we need you God we don't know how to build a church we don't know how to heal our land we don't know how to redeem the lost oh how we need you so father I pray for a river of holy desperation and I just declare that this man is going to splash all over people that other leaders and other pastors are going to see something in him. Father God, they're going to see a fire in his eyes. They're going to hear a tremble in his voice. Father God, prayer meetings are going to jump up all around him everywhere he goes. And Father God, you're going to raise up men of faith. You're going to raise up daughters of faith. So I declare the river is here. That when he struck the ground, Father God, the rebound effect was him. He said, let it begin here. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hallelujah. Jesus. Y'all laughing more tonight than I've heard in a long time. <laughs> so what did, what did you see last night? Uh, last night when we were praying outside. We were praying outside in the, in the front. There's a few of us walk around the building. And uh, the Lord showed me a stream coming from this altar going to the highway and turning downhill that way towards Marksville. And you can go out and look. It's downhill. Yeah. If, if you didn't know, we're not in Marksville, by the way. We are in Mansura. Walmart's Marksville. The empty lot is Mansura, and then we're here. Our mailing address is Marksville. <laughs> Nobody knows where Mansura is, so we use the title of Marksville, but we are in Mansura. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Pastor Paul, we good? God? Okay. Amen. Well, listen, guys. This is church, man. You have something? Oh, okay. Okay. Come on. This is what church is supposed to be like. Hallelujah. I told y'all we don't roll like everybody else. We, we don't run away. And you know, and, and, and can I tell, I, I'll share this with these guys because they don't know. When, when I came to fill in as, as a guest minister, remember that? When I came to fill in as a guest minister over three years ago now, the one thing that got me about this church, I went back to the church I was at and I started telling people, I said, I have never been to a place. They know this because I've told them already. The piano was over there and I almost had to step in the hole the whole time. There's a hole down there. So I was kind of crossing over it, trying not to fall. The floor monitor was right there and I could hear them singing over my floor monitor with songs that they didn't even necessarily know. Remember that? I was leading a prophetic worship and I was just like, my God these people worship man we still have that problem that y'all are louder than our monitors most of the time but as long as you clap on beat i don't care uh how loud you are but we've always this church has always seems to have been a worshiping church and i just think it's amazing what god is doing and and we've seen and a lot of stuff you shared tonight we've been hearing god's been that's right the breath of god and and, and all of these different things and and the prayers, and, and we, we're, we've already, God's been preparing us for tonight. That's why we prayed all week long, every day. Because we knew tonight was a pivotal moment for this region, not just us. It was a regional thing. It's a regional thing, amen. So, listen, I know Pastor Paul's got some other things to do. We're going to hang out after he's done. And, and tonight, if you're online, I know they're still streaming. So if you guys ever want to go back and watch this, it's, it's on there. It's archived on newlifeag.church. You can give, give the special offering. You can put it in the offering plate up here. I want to bless his ministry. Listen, I, I know stories about this brother. He's going to get mad that I tell you, but I don't care. Uh, I got the mic. That he goes and preaches places and gets nothing. Well, I know us better than that. So you, that is not something you have to worry about in this place. God blesses people around here. But everything that comes in tonight, New Life, you can write it out to New Life. Again, he's going to be back in the morning. If you're not prepared to give today, you'll give tomorrow. But we want to sow into the ministry of what he's doing and into his life and to bless him. J just like we, we helped Cody buy an LED projector, a screen. And it's a backpack projection system that he's been traveling around southern Africa, which, whichever, I don't remember where he's at down there. Can you? He shows the Jesus film on a backpack that we helped him buy, and thousands are getting saved. 
Now, when we sowed that money, you know what I spoke over it? God, we sow the money for the lives of the lost in that country so that our community could be saved. Come on, there's a law of sowing and reaping. I understand it. I understand it. <laughs> I, I've lived my life that way. Me and my wife have lived that li our life that way, sowing and reaping. We understand it. So tonight as you give, yeah, we're giving into his ministry because we believe in his ministry and we're partnering. But this is an avenue God has set up for that, amen? So you make it out to New Life. If you're online, you can go on there as well, newlifeag.church. There's a place you can go. Just put special guest on there. We'll make sure it gets to them, I promise you. Me and Nancy always make sure it gets there. That you don't have to worry about because I'm not stealing the blessing. <laughs> so, amen. Well, y'all, I'm going to let y'all do that and uh, write out whatever you got to do and put them in these. And I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Paul. You can turn the lights back up. And I'm going to let him do what else he has to do tonight. Uh, huh? Okay. Hallelujah. Well, guys, let me pray one more time if I could. And then you guys can get up and come give uh, any offerings. And again, we'll be here again tomorrow at 10 a.m. And uh, there's, I think there's some more coffee out there, maybe some water. You can get some hot chocolate. I don't know if they didn't drink it all. Let's stand up, and we're going to pray for just a moment. And then we'll dismiss. Father, we are so thankful. So thankful for you, God, and all that you've done. And, Lord, as again, as I, I jokingly say sometimes, but I, I am so serious that I am so humbled that you took out of your busy schedule to come here with us. I know you're everywhere, but it's just my way of saying thank you because you didn't have to. But yet I know anywhere that your children are together crying out your name, you're going to be there. And I'm always so humbled that you come, God. And I'm so humbled of all that you've done in this place and so gracious, Lord that you are now releasing that into our region, something we've prayed so diligently for. We've waited to see the day when, when it would begin to happen. And I know it's happening right now. It is starting. I thank you, God, for the souls that are going to be changed because of what happened tonight. Lord, I pray that they would come into this church, but, Lord, it doesn't matter if they come here. I thank you that they're being saved and set free, and they will be planted in a church that teaches the truth. That's my cry, God. You know that. It's not about me in this place. It's about you and your kingdom and the people. So, Lord, I thank you, and I speak a blessing over Pastor Paul and his ministry. Lord, that every penny that comes in, God, you would multiply it a thousandfold or more, God, because I know you're not bound by math, that it would bring him around the world, continue to, to bring him where he needs to go, God, that, that lives would be forever changed. Lord, continue to give him wisdom from the Holy Spirit and protect him as he travels and continue to link people with him that will join in with what you've called him to do. So, Lord, I bless the people tonight, and I thank you for what you've done. Protect us as we go home, and, Lord, give us dreams and visions tonight, and let us come back in this place tomorrow and again celebrate your goodness. And I thank you for all that in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that, I want you to shout an amen with me. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, you can come give into the offering the, uh, tonight, and we're going to make sure everything that comes in, and we're going we're gonna to hang out a little bit. I guess there's coffee out there and hot chocolate and things like that. And we'll see you tomorrow morning. 9.15 prayer. 9.15 prayer.
or you can be here earlier, but we may be practicing. So, but 915 is prayer, and uh, we'll see you then. Amen. God bless you.